Hello and welcome to Weird Careers. I'm your host, E.T. All over the world, people have jobs, and some of those jobs we don't even know exist. There are jobs that we don't know a lot about, and there are jobs that we just don't talk about. Well, I'm here to explore all of the above on this podcast. I will be speaking to people all over the globe about their strange and interesting career choices. Everything from specialized retail to sex work. Oh, did I mention that this show is 18 plus? Over the course of this podcast, join me as I take a deep dive into each of these professions. Do you or someone you know have an interesting or weird job? Don't be shy. You'd be surprised how interesting your job really is. Shoot me an email at weirdcareers at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cardinal Images. Want your small business looking great online at an affordable price? Email Cardinal Images at eric at cardinalimages.ca for your personalized quote. Cardinal Images, amazing quality, incredible pricing, and personable photography. On today's show, we have Kyle Brown. You may have seen him on stage. We'll find out. Here is Kyle Brown, professional stage actor. Welcome, Kyle. Oh, hello, hello. Hello, thank you. Good thank to be you. here. Oh, <laughs> and we're very happy to have you. And we forgot to mention you're joining us from Toronto, Ontario. I am. I am. Yes. It's funny because normally our first question is, what do you do in a nutshell? However, uh, your job is kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so let's just, let's just start at the beginning. Uh, all right. How it all started, finding your passion to today church jesus <laughs> <laughs> right on. no i was a, i was a kid i was a kid in sunday school um going to church and uh the thing i was most drawn to i would say was all the sunday school songs and i could mm-hmm. watch the choir get up there and sing and i went to a very kind of um pentecostal church growing up so that is uh they're very heavy on music they're very heavy oh, yes. on yeah there's drums there's all kinds of stuff choirs yeah. singers and I was just so enamored uh, as a young child. I wanted to take part and mm. I started singing. I started singing in church um, and eventually that translated into me finding other opportunities to be in front of people <laughs> <laughs> at, at school. Um, so any little play that was happening, uh, any opportunity that I had, that's what I did. Um, awesome. And that's where it went. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really like translate to stage performance until um like high school okay I would say yeah I went um when I was in the eighth grade my school took a a trip to the local high school Paul Dwyer Catholic High School and we Paul Dwyer Catholic (laughs) High School for anybody from there who's listening yes would you know anything (laughs) about that school perhaps uh maybe (laughs) (laughs) So uh, our, our grade eight class went to see their production um, of Into the Woods. And from my grade eight self, that was, that was the first theater show that I'd ever seen in my life. I mean, okay. aside from the Christmas plays at church and things like that, that was the first, I lie. We did go to see Joseph some years earlier uh, with, uh, you know, Donny Osmond. Beautiful. Oh, with <laughs> Donny Osmond. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. But I was so young. I was so young. It's all like a, a blur. But I remember my mom was just... She loved the Osmonds for some reason. Had like a, a, a some family in love with them. Yeah. <laughs> so so we went to see that. Um, but uh, the first time I really really like yeah that 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 grade eight show was to me the 
you know the, the first show that I I was old enough to really like intake and it was just yeah. a high school production but to me being 13 years old it it was the coolest thing and I was and I knew I was going to that school and I just thought like oh I, I can do this too perhaps so I auditioned for the performing arts program. I got in and then I did my first two musicals, uh, JCS said uh, Les Mis uh, right with the school. And that was kind of like the start for me. Um, and then I for went down. Some, sorry, know, for those who don't yeah. know, JCS is Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes, correct. Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> let me, uh, let me. <laughs> <laughs> let me, yeah. Um, yeah, but the path wasn't like a straight path, you know, it was yeah. kind of twisty turny and and I and I did some other things too. So um, I, I went off to a, a Bible college. I was studying to be a minister. I was very um, devoted to my faith and wanted to, to make a difference in that way. Um, Fantastic. And, um, but that didn't really pan out the way that it, I thought it was going to. Okay. And um, then I came back and um, I studied, you know, music production, sound engineering. And then, oh, Mr. Schneider, my high school drama uh, teacher. Uh, uh, shout out to Michael me a Schneider. Message. Yes, Michael <laughs> Schneider. Great, great, uh, yeah. you know, drama teacher from high school. Absolutely. And um, they were doing a community production of Les Mis again. At, mm-hmm. uh, at the Oshawa Little Theater. And um, he wanted me to come audition and, and to just be part of the production. And I hadn't done a show, you know, since high school. Wow. So, um, I, you know, that was at that point, you know, eight, eight, nine years before. Wow. Um, and he invited me out to, to audition. I did, I did the production and it, and it just clicked back again. I forgot, I had forgotten how fun it was. <laughs> and I had so much fun. And I gotta um, ask, what role did you get? I played Enjolras this time around. Oh, yes. in high school I played Javert. <laughs> oh, I that oh I remember that that you rocked that role. I will say. Yeah, but I <laughs> and then they, he made me wear this ponytail. This like long horse made ponytail. Oh my god! I then, remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh my goodness! I sometimes I look back at pictures of that production and just laugh. Like I was such a baby. Um, <laughs> we were all so young, and uh, that ponytail was great. It was I loved great. it when uh, yeah. when there was a matinee and um, Adam and I would have the same lunch and it'd be so weird because all you'd see this uh, you know see young people and then all of a sudden there's one guy with white hair right in the middle <laughs> of the cafeteria and because he just didn't have the time to wash it out he was like ah oh, fuck it yeah. I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go <laughs> I know. But yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, your production, uh, your performance of Javert actually inspired me to do stars for m- most of my auditions for community. Oh, wow. I will say, oh, cool. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, which I, as you've seen, has got me a couple places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes. So shout out to your performance of, of Javert because I, oh. I was on stage with you and yes, you were. it was a phenomenal performance that was the first time i was on stage actually yeah that's what's so cool about like high school productions and things like that it really gives um people an opportunity to express themselves it gives a lot of people you know that first time on stage oh yeah um it's it's yeah it's really really cool like and and our our high school had put on some really good productions i mean mm-hmm. michael schneider was you know um 
really bent on doing the best he could and making, you know, the best productions that he could with, with a group of high school students, some of them first time on stage, you know, um, and we did, I would say we did a a very good job, you know. Well, with his connections to the Oshawa Little Theater, I mean, and his, his vision. So he had his, he had that community theater vision and bringing that community theater, um, quality to a high school is what was phenomenal um so again shout out to michael schneider um and and i will say um rest in peace to joyce oh Uh, yes she she was the reason i got into theater actually uh funny story for you kyle i don't think i'm not sure you knew this um grade nine i was in i was sitting in my geography class with mr lafontaine uh shout out to mr lafontaine if you're (laughs) listening i doubt but if you are kudos thank you right right. um and joyce walked in and pulled me aside and she said i noticed that you had an audition for jesus christ superstar why is that Mm, wow and i said i'll be honest with you i wanted to take the performing arts program first get a little bit of that experience yeah and then dive into it and she's like, well, there, she encouraged me. She said, there is still a little bit of time to audition. She encouraged me to do so. Uh, I didn't. I did do, however, I did do uh, stage crew for that one. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I do I remember, remember that. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, but were. the next year, I, it, because, of, because of Joy Schneider, I was on that stage. Yeah, Joyce was such an um, invested um, teacher and coach. I remember always feeling like uh, when, she was such an active and intentful listener as well. Like anytime you spoke to her, um, you were the only person that was present and she would look at you and she would like really, really, really listen Mm -hmm. um, to anything that you had to say. She was so encouraging. Honestly, like she was my favorite, uh, you know, teacher there, no offense, Michael, but um, she she was, uh, she really was um, the, the, the one teacher that I felt like, really kind of understood, really cared um, to listen and really was patient and drew out yeah. uh, the best that, that she could out of, out of every single student that, that passed her. So, um, you know, I remember, when she, was, remember when she was music directing Les Mis um, and it was right before Christmas, uh, Michael gathered all the cast crew band and said, you know, that her, her cancer was back and she continued mm-hmm. to music direct that show right after her surgery. Yeah. She was waving that baton through every performance. She was a rock star. She yeah. was the strongest woman I had ever known. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, little in memoriam, uh, rest in peace, Joyce Schneider. Yes. And I'm so glad that, um, you know, just to tie things back that Michael had reached out to me about doing Les Mis at the Oshawa Little Theater because mm. in reconnecting with them who I hadn't seen again in eight or nine years, um, I got to, I got to see her again, you know, and I got to meet with her and it was really, really great. That's and um, it was just a few months later that that she ended up, um, you know, passing in the middle of our production that Michael was directing. And so oh, we had yeah. to get a different director to come in and finish it off and um, so that was tough, but, um, and, and especially for the family, but I, I, again, it was really, the timing of everything was just very strange and it was, and it was nice to be able to see her again because she really did have an impact on me, um, as a student, as a singer, 
um, as a human, uh, just just an incredible, incredible woman. Absolutely. Um, and I think you had an impact on many students and just yeah. many, many people. I, I had the opportunity to work on stage with her. Yeah, amazing. Um, at a uh, Lippy Courthouse Theater during their production of uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, nice. And nice, she nice. was the old old beggar woman. And yeah. oh my gosh, it, being, it was a different side of Joyce. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. Yeah. It was fun working alongside her. Yeah. And yeah. I loved it. Um, yeah. Thank you, um, Joyce Schneider, for everything that thank you've you, been Joyce. able to do for so many people throughout your life. Yes. So being a professional actor, and I know you would use that in air quotes, but yes. I'm, not, I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> what is the process of getting a show on the go? Like, I know that in community theater, you're looking yep. at about a three to four month window from auditions yep. to opening night. Right now, obviously, you were you are going to be coming into a show that is already on the stage. Yes, it's already re- it's well, at the at that time was that was dive. running. Um, yes. So, how does that differ from community theater? Well, yeah, you've got a you've got a production that has been, especially in the case of Comfort Away, running. It was running for two years, two years at that point, and going into its third year. You know, mm-hmm. doing eight shows a week. Um, that's a lot of performances, you know, that's a lot, a lot of performances, but what happens is that you have this, this kind of mechanism, this machine that is got all its parts moving so well and everyone knows what to do. So, um, the production time and, and the, the, the prep time is, is actually a lot shorter, especially for me, um, mm-hmm. in terms of coming into the production, mm-hmm. but even like when the when the cast is you know first cast yeah i was i was gonna have about the same amount of time as they did so which is about six which is about six weeks right so on average you get it yeah it's not as much time as it is with it that being said this is the job so when you are dealing with community theater and things like that a lot of people are are working multiple have other jobs Mm -hmm. so the rehearsal schedule has to be um you know fitting to that so you might have rehearsals a few nights a week for three hours yep. versus in the middle of the day, you might have a long rehearsal, you know, four or five times a week, eight hours a day. So I it's just more see, intensive, yes. right? Um, you get a lot less time in terms of um, du- like um, duration of weeks or, or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. um, it's a lot more intensive. So I had six weeks to learn coming in as a, as someone who has, um, filling a role to to a a production that's already been running was was very interesting for me as well because my rehearsals were completely separate from the cast um I would rehearse with the director and then um like a swing or something like that a couple swings from the show Mm -hmm. and it's a swing sorry Oh yeah, so the swing is, the, <laughs> is just a person. <laughs> so a swing is a person who has to learn multiple roles and is essentially ready to perform any of those roles um, when okay. when it's needed, right? So um, understudy, so to say. Sort of like an understudy, yeah. Okay. An understudy typically is given maybe one role, like a major role for like the lead role or something like okay. that. Um, and then a swing, you know, is learning kind of multiple tracks and goes on whenever somebody is 
called out whenever somebody is, you know, on vacation, okay. um, that kind of thing. And again, multiple roles. Wait, you so. actors get vacation? <laughs> After, yeah, <What>? we do. <laughs> amazing, amazing, right? Um, so, uh, so I would rehearse with like a swing or two. And I was very nervous because my first, like, I think we were, there was a plan to have maybe a rehearsal with, like, with the cast, but it was mm-hmm. like one run through maybe. And then okay. like, and then you're on stage with the rest of the cast. So you <laughs> haven't really formed that sort of rehearsal thing yeah. with them because I was coming in late. They all got to do that at the beginning yeah. and I was just going to get thrown in. Right. So, so very nervous. So I guess one blessing about this uh, pandemic is that I think we're all going to end up going back into rehearsals and, and I'll get to kind of work that out with, with my castmates. So that's really awesome. We're all quite amazing and, and super talented. Yeah. So you now have touched on that you are in a show in Toronto called come from away. Yes. Um, that is with Mervish yes. productions. And not only that, this is also your debut with Mervish productions, yes, is. which yeah. is absolutely incredible. Thank you. So tell me about that audition <laughs> process. Um, what was it like? And what was it like getting that call? Oh, man. Um, so the audition process, this is, this is what, like, this whole thing just was a little bit wild for me. I was <laughs> not very active uh, mm-hmm. in theater for literally a couple of years before. There was just a lot of things kind of happening in my life at the time, mm-hmm. uh, in my personal life, where I kind of was taking a break. Yeah. And um, then I found out about these auditions um a while back mm-hmm. it was let's say october or something about the possibility of a, of a position opening up now the show had been running for two years and i had known a few people in the cast had worked with a few people in the cast um and i heard there was a potential that come the spring uh there may be a position opening up that they were looking to fill so i uh, you know submitted a resume and kind of forgot about it okay and then you know, four or five months later, I get a call to come in for an audition. Um, and at that point, again, I had been like kind of inactive. I had kind of forgotten about it. And I honestly was feeling a little bit overwhelmed um, with this okay. process. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a, a breakdown. I almost didn't go to the audition. Oh, wow. I felt vastly unprepared. I felt vastly um, you know, I, I was in a very fragile moment in my life mm. and I just wasn't sure. And I had a friend who's in the cast who just said, like, let's meet, let's talk. I can kind of go through it with you. Yeah. Um, and uh, her name is Sasha. Uh, she plays Hannah and others. And um, oh, yes. Yes. And so we just met. Um, um, she also. Yeah. Anyway, so we just met <laughs> real quickly um, and she kind of honestly just became a therapist for a day. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to go embarrass myself. I'm not, I'm not like, I've just, I felt again, out of practice. Mm-hmm. I felt um, uh, overwhelmed with some personal things. And I just didn't know if I could go into that room and make it happen uh, without just like looking like an idiot and whatever. And at the end of the day, you know, she said to me, this is, you have a, a, an amazing opportunity ahead of you. Yeah. If anything, just go and have a good time. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Um, and so we worked through it a little bit. And then I went in for the audition mm-hmm. and was notified. I got a callback. And the callbacks are when I kind of knew that something was going well um, because the, the response was great. Um, I went to the callbacks. They, they did them all day. Then they asked me to return. Um, and they had it just me and, and another guy. Um, and we did some dance, some choreo stuff, right. choreo. 
And um, then I got the call. I was actually on my way to a concert. <laughs> and I got the and I and I got the call. And I was meeting a friend. We were gonna meet for dinner and we were gonna go to a concert. And happened to be Christina from, from high school. Yeah. Oh, Christina Larioso. <laughs> and we hadn't seen each other in some time, right? Uh and for those listening, Christina is a high school friend of mine who was also uh a, a big into like the theater yeah. uh in, in high school and, and we did some shows together. So um I got that call right before I was going to meet her. So I had great news to share with her when, when we arrived and then we celebrated by going to a concert and, and it was, it was a really, really cool feeling. Um, also it being my debut and, and, you know, I, I definitely felt um, some imposter syndrome and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very nervous. And um, I remember feeling like I tricked all these people into like casting me somehow, you know <laughs> what I mean? Which is just such a weird thing to, to think about yourself. Yeah. But like, I was like, yeah, I, I tricked them. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> no, it was a real, like, I was very, very, very excited. Um, and then I got another call. <laughs> oh yeah. So I had about, yeah, I had about four, I had, uh, rehearsals come around and I had about only four or five rehearsals. Yeah. And then we got a call saying we're going to be shut down for two weeks. So two this weeks. has been the longest two weeks of my life. Yeah. No kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of leads. What we'll do is actually right now, we're just going to take a yeah. quick break. Uh, yep. Just to listen to uh, a word from our sponsors, and we'll kind of come back, and that kind of leads right into our next question. So, hang tight. We've got a couple words from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you a small business owner struggling to keep up with large corporations and their media companies? Not to worry. With Cardinal Images, you will be able to get your business looking amazing online at an affordable price. And guess what? Listeners of this podcast not only get their demo images, but also their first session free. To redeem your free shoot, email eric at cardinalimages.ca with the subject line, podcast promo. Cardinal Images, amazing quality, incredible pricing, and personable photography. Welcome back to Weird Careers. We are joined from Toronto, Ontario, by Kyle Brown. Woo! Woohoo! I don't know why you would be joining us halfway through this podcast unless you really just wanted to just roll halfway through. Regardless, welcome back. Um, so before before the break, we were talking about uh, your production in Come From Away. Right. And you had, we're literally just talking about you had done two weeks of rehearsal, like four rehearsals, I think you said. Yeah, yeah. And then, COVID. and the pandemonium, you know, the pandemonium, yes. the pandemic express, pandemic. the pandemic, the world pandemic <laughs> that we still find ourselves in. And it was interesting because the feel was, um, you could feel it coming. I mean, we were all, my last rehearsal there, my, the resident, you know, the director um, uh, had our stage manager just kind of like, online like giving updates and the nba you know had just shut down and then we heard broadway was shutting down and we're thinking like Mm -hmm. it's a matter of time for us right so i kind of knew um Mm -hmm. that this might happen um but of course i was not prepared for for anything and I, i it's just so funny the way these things work out i was like this really 
is happening to me right now. Like I really just booked this. I really just, right? I'm really just starting. <laughs> I was so excited. I was supposed to be on stage in, you know, five weeks. Um, my oh. first performance was supposed to be April 6th, uh, 2020. Oh. Yeah. So that was, uh, obviously I've still not been on stage with the cast and the crew. Uh, and so I'm really, really looking forward to that, but it's, it really kind of, I would say I took it well. Um, mm -hmm. but I think mostly that's because I was so unsure of what was happening. I mean, we got a notice saying we're going to be off for about two weeks and I believed it, you know, I was like, okay, we'll take a two week break. <laughs> so yeah, it didn't hit, so it wasn't so, it didn't hit me so hard. I wasn't so upset in the beginning. And then it was like, oh, this is this is going on and on and on. And then realizing like, oh, this is going to be a while. And then having to adjust exactly, to that, right? right? And perfect then suddenly, yeah. Pardon? I just said that was perfect timing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> then, so then, you know, um, the contract gets terminated officially because, you know, uh, we're not doing anything for the foreseeable future. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm without work. There's no live productions happening. And I'm just at home taking benefits, trying to figure out what I what do I do with my life and what's exactly. going to be happening, you know. So um, the question is, like, yeah. what's the diff? What was for for you? I guess what was the difference between the pandemic and the stereo stereotypical starving artist? Like, what, what what was what was there a difference between the two? Well, yeah, because when you're a starving artist, you still have an outlet. You know, and beyond the beyond the um, the financial part of it, um, an artist just wants to create. An artist just wants to tell the story. An artist just wants to to do what it is that they do. Mm -hmm. And for somebody in a sector that is heavily dependent on an audience, uh, live performance, uh, you're being you're starved in a different way now, right? You're you know, it's not just financially. Yeah. You're starved artistically and emotionally mm -hmm. and and spiritually, if you want. Um, and it, it's difficult because what we saw was a lot of people trying to adjust, yeah. trying to pivot from live performance to doing whatever they could online, um, doing you know, just to get what was inside of them out of them, yeah. and um, I didn't really do a lot of that. I took the opportunity to sort of just like introspect and um do some personal i guess healing and and things like that that needed to be done Good. Good um, but I, I i i still like i mean i just i i love to perform i love to be on stage i love to tell the stories i love to so it's it's difficult um to know that what you do for a living is so fragile um yeah. we took a lot of things for granted i think mm -hmm. um especially the arts and live performances and yeah, um, absolutely. And knowing that that like in a situation like this, that like that's the first thing to be deemed non-essential, you know, right? and it's such a weird thing to be like, what is essential and what isn't right? Because, yeah, um, these things are, you know, essential in many other ways, you know, um, yeah. And so obviously, you know, it's not the same thing as, a, as somebody in the medical field or making sure your, your basic needs are met, getting food, getting shelter, that kind of thing, which is in a pandemic, the most important thing. But mm -hmm. societally, you know, I would say the arts are essential. And they did get us through the pandemic. And like everyone said, 
when exactly. you know it wasn't live performance but everyone turned to netflix and hulu and and hbo and exactly. actors and entertainers and musicians to get them through this pandemic so um it's very essential i think as, as a species for us to to invest in our arts community and find a way yes. to to keep it alive and to protect it um absolutely yeah i agree with you 100 percent um yeah. The arts are—it is essential. I, I would agree, arts is essential because it's a—it's an outlet for some people. Yeah, people like yourself and myself. The the arts are crucial in getting that creative outlet and maintaining your mental health. Mm-hmm. Is very very important on that side. And then on the other side, it's the social aspect. Yeah, getting together with a group of people, not only on stage, backstage, but for the audience. Mm-hmm. I might go out for a night at the theater, go to a nice restaurant, then go to the theater. I lost track how many times my wife and I would do that. We yeah. would go to Stratford, we would go to dinner, and then we would go to the Avon, mm-hmm. and we would just go see a show. Yeah. And as soon as that was cut off, it was now what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I want to go on a date. Oh, we can't. Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, can we go for no? You can't go for ah, yeah, shit. Not going, not happening. Not exactly. Today. <laughs> so I, I'm. So what? What is? Is there a timeline for you right now? Now that things are starting to open up, things are starting to relax a little bit. People are getting their shots. Things yep. are starting to look up. Do you have a timeline returning to work? Um, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, no, here's what I'll say. Uh, Mervish has been really, really great. Um, they've been in contact with us. Um, mm-hmm. they try to communicate with us the best we can, even though, um, you know, technically we don't like, I'm not on a contract, but you know, they've been very clear about the fact that they do want this show to return. This will be probably the first thing that does return, um, Good. from, from, you know, the, Mer- from Mervish. Um, and we're hoping, you know, sometime in the late fall, um, but we don't know. Everything is up in the air. Um, you know, everything is up in the air, you know, things are looking better, but we're, you know, dependent on what happens with the province, how many Mm. people get their vaccines. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many moving parts and logistics to putting on a production like this that, um, we cannot, you know, they can't guarantee anything at this point, I would say. Um, but I mean, as things are opening up, of course, we're hoping to get back to work as soon as possible um, and getting this show back on the stage. And um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah. So That's hopefully, awesome. you know, I'm, late I'm fall, maybe winter, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, That's, I think, the general, um, the general hope, you know. So there is light at the end of that tunnel. There's light. There's light. We will return. We will return. And it's, and it's approaching, you know, I just don't know exactly when. Um, And if everyone does their part, you know, the sooner we get back. So I look forward, I look forward to coming to see you on that stage. Yes. That'll be great. Getting some pizza. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Um, So we're getting into the final rounds of questions here. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming. Thanks for for having me. 
oh, it's, it's been a blast. And yeah. honestly, just even just catching up has been great. Yeah, I should have cool. mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Yes. Uh, but I did not. Uh, Kyle and I actually <laughs> went to high school together, and we have shared the stage a few times. If you uh, haven't picked up already at this point. <laughs> exactly. If you haven't, then I'm really sorry that you haven't picked up yet. Um, <laughs> I might go get that looked at. Yeah. Um, but yes, Kyle and I, uh, we, we go way, way, way back and recently just got back in touch. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, wait a second. Maybe I'll, maybe, maybe we'll do this thing. So, um, it's been great having you on, um, I wish you all the best with come from away. Uh, we will come back to that very briefly before we let you go. Um, but let's get into this roundhouse of questions. What is the best part of the job? The best part of the job, I would say, is is the energy um, exchange that happens in any kind of live performance, um, you know, which obviously we're not experiencing at this moment. But um, for me, live performance, live theater is so, so, so um, special and unique. And I love that there's a different energy every night. Um, the exchange between your castmates, the exchange with the audience, um, getting to tell a story, getting to move someone emotionally, getting to have them think about something in a new light. Um, it's amazing that you can tell a story and really affect someone's life um, and, and, and really make change. So it's that exchange, it's that intellectual, that emotional exchange that happens um, during any performance that I just, I just love, you know? Yeah. So we did the best. What's the best part of the job? If there was anything you could change about your profession, what would it be and why? Mm. You know, I still am not. Okay, a couple things. Okay. <laughs> I still don't love auditions, but that's just me. Some people like love them. <laughs> I just don't like them. I, I don't them. like them. Um, you know, which is like a major part of the job because it's like audition, 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 numbers game, get rejected, get rejected, land roll, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of kind of fortitude that you build by by that process. Okay. And, um, but I don't like them. Like, oh, who does? Just, uh, I yeah, personally don't anybody who likes auditions. <laughs> yeah. And then especially like the times and you just, if you got other things going in, you know, trying to, it's a hustle for sure. Um, and so that's the hard part, but I mean, that's what makes it worth it. Like, it's definitely like, it's a lot of work, um, to land something, you know, and then hoping that that, um, contract will sustain you. And there's a lot of, we're doing multiple things and it's the gig economy. Right. And you're trying to make sure you stay afloat. And so that's, that's the one thing. And then the other thing would just be like, you're kind of dependent on sometimes on uh, what's, what's happening around you. Like the roles that are available, the shows that are being produced, um, you know, unless you're creating your own kind of work, producing your own shows. um, Sometimes it's just like, there's no roles that that I fit right now. What am I supposed to do? You know? So Mm -hmm. um, when you find other sources of, of, of work, but um, I don't know. I think that sometimes, especially in theater, it can be a little bit, um, I think we could broaden our horizons on the types of stories that we tell um, yeah. for sure. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's the only other thing I would say, but it's, it's really, it's really great overall. Like I don't have a whole lot of complaints. You know? That's good. It's 
see I, I can't see too many complaints coming from uh being able to be on stage every every yeah. night it's it's great house. yeah i mean it's exhausting it's exhausting oh, even like having doing stunts like you're doing it multiple times a week and you have to give that energy to each performance mm-hmm. um it's definitely uh, it, it it pulls from you but Absolutely. it's so worth it yeah. And do you have any advice for anyone looking to pursue acting as a career? Um, I always hate giving advice because like, um, <laughs> I just don't feel qualified to give anyone advice, but <laughs> I could just like tell my experience and like, yep. I don't, you know, I feel like I'm just random wandering sometimes and like fumbling through things, fumbling <laughs> through life. Yeah, but I would I would definitely say like the the things I've learned is is one to as do as much work as you can, you know. Yeah. Um, and that means personal work at home too. That means practicing. That means just like trying to be in the right place mentally. There's a lot of stuff that can kind of um, distract you, um, and especially when you're talking about acting. Uh, everything you do has to come from such a real and, and personal place that you really have to be in touch with yourself and your emotions and your feelings. And so doing a lot of personal work is going to be really important. Um, sticking with it, you know, learning to accept rejection um, and just doing it as, as much as you can. Train, audition, um, be resilient. And um, And I think like eventually... Like a lot, of, eventually things will 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 work out for you. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Lastly. I guess I guess that's it. I guess that's, that's it. it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell people. <laughs> Lastly, just do it because you're you're starting a new production. Yeah, called Come From Away. Tell us about your film. Yes, Come From Away. Um, it's a story of um, community. It is a story of um, coming together in a time of crisis, um, which is what I think is so so pertinent about that show and I think will be a good show to return so it takes place you know September 11th 2001 Mm -hmm. um when the um the World Trade Center was attacked um and it takes place in Gander Newfoundland um and which was a small town um and the population, so they had to divert a bunch of planes that were flying, you know, um, headed through or around New York or to New York. And mm-hmm. um, this small town with this airport that hadn't really been used in a long time um, had to take in 38 planes that landed. Oh my God. And the population of this small town essentially doubled overnight. And the story is about how these Canadians. Um, accepted people from really all around the world, Americans, people from Africa, people from the Middle East, people from all over because of international flights that just landed in this small town in Newfoundland. And these people just extended their their loving arms. They um, welcomed people into their home. They came together because there was a time of crisis, a time of need. Um, And it's really about that human spirit that's... um, togetherness again coming together in these in these hard times um and we're going through such a hard time right now um, as a world you know and so it's really about like this wasn't about are you canadian are you american are you what it was people from all over the world that just had to figure out 
um, a way to survive this this attack. And I think the same thing can be said here. Um, this isn't the whole world. We're having to work together now um, to try to defeat you know this pandemic. And um, so I really think that this is going to be a great show to return to. Um, I think it's going to give hope. It's going to remind us of who we are as people. And um, I, I think it's the perfect the perfect show um, uh, to come back after something like this. Um, Fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, in the show description, ladies and gentlemen, we will link you to Mervish's website and the Come From Away website so you can get all the information you can about Mervish's upcoming show, Come From Away. Yes. Kyle, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Yes. Absolute blast. Um, Me too. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thanks for joining me this week on Weird Careers. Please don't forget to give us a review. And if you liked us, we would love four stars as well. These really help us get noticed on Apple Podcasts as well as other streaming platforms. Join me next week. We have Trish, who has been all over the world and behind bars because of a camera. How did she get there? Find out next week on Weird Careers. Until then, I'm E.T. Thanks for listening. Cheers.